Hello, everybody. And Charlie Fripp. Good morning, afternoon. Good morning, afternoon. Yes. Or night. We don't know when you're listening to Exactly. We don't know. And of course, I am Brendan Lotz. So oh, that's what your ID says. That's what my ID says. Doesn't mean that I am actually that person. <laughs> I could be anybody, anything even. There's you could no, be a recording. No one knows you're a cat on the internet. <laughs> So uh, it's been it's been a, a pretty big week for news. A um, couple of things have happened. Uh, most notably, Apple's uh, <laughs> refusal to unlock an iPhone, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, standing up to the FBI. But uh, this podcast is going to be more about what is coming next week at Mobile World Congress. Well, technically this week. Depending on depending on if you count Sunday as this week or oh. the, sli- the start or some, of new new week, or depending when you're listening to this, sometime in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Charlie is actually going down to uh, Barcelona. Technically, I'm going up. Going up? Is it up? <laughs> Are you going north? So you're going north. Mm. So you're going up. Okay. You're going We're actually on a globe, so it's all relative. But anyway, <laughs> Clinton with his logic, <laughs> come here with your logic, Clinton. So, um. Last year was an okay year for smartphones. Uh, we got some we got some cool things. We got some really terrible things and some things that, yeah, we didn't really need. Um, what, is, what is everybody looking forward to in smartphones this year? What are you looking forward to seeing at Mobile World Congress, MWC, Charlie? Well, I think for that, we kind of need to have a look at what is coming, actually. Because that will be a good gauge of... Because I would like to see a cell phone that makes coffee, but that's not going to happen. So I would like to see that, no, but no. I, I, I know that's. I know you get a cell phone that you can vape on, which is what? a good first step. Is that no wait? Is that just a cell phone with like a vape machine into a cover built in the back? <laughs> Technically, yes. It's like I could, I could strap my phone to my car and be like, oh, my phone drives me around. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of the same thing, but that's that, that's besides the point. Um, on Sunday, the twentieth. 21st 21st whenever it is um just for clarity when you're listening to this yeah so it's on sunday we have a couple of big launches coming up um biggest one being samsung uh, no surprise they galaxy s7 yeah um, will be launched um rumor has it that they will be launching a normal phone and an edge big surprise <laughs> um it's Did- obviously going to have a bigger screen does anybody actually – is there any value in that Edge phone? Has anybody ever looked and gone, I really want that? I, I don't think the initial I – yeah, I don't think I the initial feel release – Yeah, but to the build-up to that, they have uh, included or launched or whatever term you prefer, more functionality for the strip on the side. Okay, all right. So it's like normal technology. The first thing that comes out is usually a little bit crappy, and then they kind of build onto that. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, then there's also LG, there's also Huawei who's launching new phones. Uh, well, there's a Huawei launch. We don't know if they're going to launch a new phone. Rumor has it they're not. So well, that's I mean, be they, interesting. Did, they did release the Mate S towards the end of last year. So I, oh. I don't foresee them 
releasing a brand new flagship, maybe something for the mid-range, the lower tier, Quite possibly. Like that. Yeah, and then there's the G5 from LG. LG. Ah. And LG also this week, um, last year I played around with the LG Stylus, the G4 Stylus, and I was really impressed with that phone because it was, number one, it was cheap. It was really functional. Yeah. And then this week LG announced that they would have the LG Stylus 2, at their standard at MWC 2016. And I'm really excited for that because one of my biggest niggles of that of that phone was that the camera was just a bit underpowered. And they've, um, they've amped up the camera a bit. You now got a 30 megapixel at the back. What was it before? It was an 8 megapixel before. Okay. And then there was a 3 megapixel at the front. That's now 5. Um, and they've also added a sensor, f uh, 2.0 aperture, all that sort of stuff to, to it. So they, nice. they kind of, they didn't, overhaul the phone completely they kind of just fixed it and tweaked it here and there yeah they're small iterations it's uh, we might sound a bit jaded here but it's uh, these companies kind of get into a holding pattern where they kind of find something that works and then they iterate and iterate and iterate until they stop making money and then they'll do something innovative and on the horizon i don't think there is anything really big well, this, I is, can think of. this is the thing is earlier this week I was at uh, the launch for the Hisense Infinity KO and um, awesome name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really awesome name. That's my, ex- that's my, uh, my wrestling name, actually. <laughs> KO. <laughs> no, Infinity KO. Infinity KO. I, I KO you to infinity. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, we were actually just I was just chatting to somebody that was attending the event and um, we, we got to talking and said that smartphones in terms of android okay now i need to be very specific here android smartphones have become a little bit stale you kind of get your 30 megapixel camera your 5 megapixel camera at the front battery five inch screen ips all of that stuff it's all become very generic and manufacturers are starting to have to actually work quite hard to to tempt you to buy their phone whether it's with a 4k screen whether it's with great tuned sound or whether in the set in terms of the high sense infinity ko it's the ability to just abuse it do you know what the a term for those are gimmicks gimmicks <laughs> they are they are android phones are very guilty um because there's so much diversity of just going balls to the wall with gimmicks and a lot of them are silly like the 4k screen on mobile, there's almost no 4K content. And I, I can't remember the exact details of this, but the operating system doesn't um, support that resolution most of the time. Well, not just that. I mean, I, I'm yet to see a phone that could sustain a 4K video bitrate from Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Say, which is 20 megabits per second, which, which is what Netflix recommends to you, yeah. is that you have 20 megabits per second minimum. But even, oh. even even on a mobile phone screen size, I mean, f- you're not going to notice the difference between 1080, 2K, and 4K. I, I th- I Some think people you might. Can. I, it's a very slight difference. Like, If you're going to watch 4K content on a phone, you shouldn't be watching 4K content in yeah. the first place. Fair point. Fair point. And <laughs> it drains the battery. Incredibly. So, so, so Android, Android, I feel, really needs to up their game this year. If, if you're going to have Android or manufacture Android phones, you really are going to have to do something special this year. Do you know who the only company I think is actually doing something vastly different? You think they're dead, but BlackBerry. Now, (laughs) we had this in the office, the BlackBerry Priv, right? It's BlackBerry's first Android phone, and 
it has a physical keyboard. Okay, but if Samsung had to do that. Yes. If Samsung had to come out and say, here's the S7 and it has a slider keyboard. Yes. Do you not think that the world would just go, well, that's a stupid gimmick? No. Okay. Because me at least, I like mechanical keyboards. I like clicky clack. I like a physical keyboard, right? Yeah. Th- that's me. So when when BlackBerry came out, I kind of cared that they were moving to Android because they did support Android apps in a roundabout way, but they were hanging on to the old way of doing things, which is why they're almost bankrupt. But I want their keyboard. The keyboard's really good. The problem with the Priv is it is massive. It is really, really big. And once you slide out the uh, the keyboard, there's so much weight towards the top of the phone that if you're typing on it, it feels like the phone's going to fall out of your hands. It's like teetering. So if they make a new version and it's cheaper, first of all, and it's small and it feels better, I'll be really excited for that. Or if another company comes along and be like, hey, we're, we're making one too, then it will be great. Um, but but I, th- I, I think it's very telling that nobody else is making keyboards on their yeah. phones. Well, you say that um, for iPhones, I know this is very popular. They make a cover for your phone that has a, a slide-out keyboard. But unlike the Priv where it slides out vertically, this one slides out horizontally. So then you hold your phone uh, in landscape. Right. The problem with that, though, is it adds a lot of weight and a lot of bulk to your phone. The Priv I like more because it's built in, smaller, it's more compact. It's still a huge phone, though. And it is a BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's still writing BlackBerry. I'm very worried that uh, the thing with Android is that Android's great and everything, but you need to depend on the manufacturer of that specific OS to keep it up to date. So you don't get infected by viruses and you can still have access to apps. And I don't think BlackBerry is going to do that this between between us. <laughs> but we're moving off topic. Yes, which we are moving was off a very, topic. very roundabout way. <laughs> well, we're talking about doing, phones. Yeah. But in every, every Mobile World Congress so far has had a theme, so to speak, where you could definitely see this is the the direction that the market is moving into. Yeah. Um, like two years ago, um, like NF, NFC was really big, or three years ago, NFC was really big. Um, the year after that, your bigger screens, you know, faster memory and all those things, that yeah. was, it was moving into that direction. For this year, it's a little bit different. I, I've gone through the agenda and I've gone through all the launches and stuff that's happening. I can't really pin it down. There's no overall theme that you can see and that's maybe a good thing maybe a bad thing i think i think it's it's a like like you say it's a bit of both but i think maybe it's a good thing because now you can't we've kind of reached a point where the innovations and all of that stuff have come out yeah and now everybody's settling into a groove and going all right cool so now we've got a basis we've got a baseline let's see how we can improve things um like at the at the moment and i i bleed android but iPhone really does have the best operating system at the moment. iOS is just well made. It's it works really well. It's so intuitive. It's just it's a great great operating system. And yep. I think the problem that Android manufacturers have had is that they are trying to emulate it so so hard. I mean, I was using a Xiaomi recently, the Mi 4, and the ways in which that phone reminds me of an iPhone and the ways in which people ask me, oh, is that a new iPhone that you have? It's, it's just astounding, <laughs> okay? And, like, I really hope that this year as well is a year where people go, where Android manufacturers particularly go, okay, cool. 
this is how we're going to set ourselves apart and this is how we're going to differentiate and not try and just be, all right, look, this is really Apple-esque or inspired by Apple or whatever <laughs> people say because that, that's yeah. what you get a lot. You get a yeah. lot of phones and people say, oh, it's pretending to be an iPhone. Yeah. Well, the problem with that I see um, on Android at least is that whenever manufacturers try to do that, they add a lot of bloat to the uh, yeah. the core Android experience, which slows everything down. And more often than not, all the bloat that they add, you just can't get rid of it unless you root your phone. So if they do do their own thing, they really need to be smart about it. Uh, it's a big reason I got a Motorola is because they have a very stock Android uh, experience on yeah. their phone. And then I've used a Samsung before, and then I was just like, what is all of this? What? What is? I'm never going to use any of this. It's just here to slow down my phone and make it a terrible experience. It's it, it's funny you should mention that because obviously leading up to to mobile world, uh, all these rumors and things started coming out from especially like Samsung side, where we've seen a video of the S7. We've seen some leaked shots and stuff. And in one of the leaked info sheets or whatever, they actually said that the phone is going to come with less bloatware and yes, more please. stuff that you actually need. And that's one of the things when I moved from Android, being on Android for five years and then moving over to iOS for the last year and a half, that's one of the things that really impressed me about Apple besides just like with Brendan, things just work. It's right there. Is that there's virtually no bloatware. Like all the stuff that's there is the stuff you're going to use. Except uh, albums from U2. <laughs> there was one time, Clinton. There was one, one time. time. And it okay. wasn't even Apple. Well, I suppose they did give them it the right them. to do that. But, you know, and, you know, it's a crappy band, so, it, you know, we'll forgive them for, well, for that, that that's little That's Charlie's opinion. Fun. We're going to get spammed by, <laughs> by fans. No, it's just, ads. that was just a joke. They they sometimes give you stuff and give you no choice to get out of it. Like, yes, you're right. Like the Apple Watch app. Uh, really? It, it came, get rid of that? No. It came with the what? update. Um, one of the nine point somethings updates um, when the Apple Watch came out and you had no choice it it came with a system update it's on your phone and you can't delete it that's really irritating because aside from the bulk it's taking up your phone storage yeah well even, it, even it, if it's it, 30 it, megs even if it's the space of one picture the reason <laughs> I like Android is because I can do whatever the hell I want with it and if I root it I can do even more so that's yeah. it's just irritating when you get forced to do stuff with st- Things you own. Yeah, so that app squarely goes into the uh, junk folder. What, what I would really like to also see is um, phone more phones with wireless AC. Explain. Okay, so wireless <laughs> AC is it allows your it's it's a faster Wi-Fi band really um, or Wi-Fi standard, not a Wi-Fi band, Wi-Fi standard. So what that means is that you can get up to I think the fastest we've seen is one thousand three hundred megabits per second. That's really fast. Which is really really fast. We actually reviewed that on an Asus router yeah. uh, that's on the site, uh, but. At the, oh, moment, the one that the one that looks like is hailing yeah. hailing aliens. That is yeah. exactly the one. <laughs> but the problem with AC routers is that there's not much out there in terms of yeah. AC standard at the moment because it is still new. Okay, granted, it's still pretty new um, in relative terms. But I would really like to see more mobile phones, seeing as everybody's on mobile. Every yeah. every news story you see is uh, more people are switching to mobile. More people want to do mobile this. More, mobile, 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 mobile. Yeah. So can you give us Wi-Fi that goes a little bit faster than 300 megabits per second, please? Yeah, and I think if they start making it a standard on phones, that will spread to laptops and exactly. desktops and everything. Um, 
But yeah, the problem with it is price, though. Yeah, absolutely, and obviously, then power, and then fitting those modules into the phone, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. But if if this could be the year for that, I think that might shoot Wi-Fi technology a little bit more forward. That that is actually a good point because speaking of Wi-Fi, things are going faster. There are a number of sessions sessions at Mobile World focusing on five G. Yeah. So they definitely want to improve the speed one way or another to make things a little bit faster. And I think, obviously, give another two or three years, I, th- I think we will definitely be there and things will start moving quite swiftly. Uh, I, everybody I've spoken to as well has just said that wireless is the future. Wireless is the future. And if it can give me the same sort of speed and stability yeah, that a yeah. wired connection can give me, I'm all for it. Because that's a big all thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's unpredictable. It could be unstable sometimes. I mean, just look at the office Wi-Fi here. It goes down every... Every time the wind blows. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about wireless charging? Because I remember a time a few years ago when that was blowing people's minds and then it just kind of got swept under the rug. There's a reason for that. Yes, Charlie. Because they listened to me. I said it was the <laughs> biggest freaking gimmick. How lazy do you have to be to instead of putting your phone down and plugging in the cable putting it down where the cable would be on a coaster. How lazy do you, you have know, to be? You know what my problem with it is? If my phone's on charge and uh, somebody sends me an email and I want to reply, I can pick up my phone and reply yeah. and my phone will still be charging. If it's on a wireless coaster, as you call it, if I pick <laughs> it up, it's not charging while I write that reply. Here's the thing. What I want to see, what I'm hoping for, or not hoping for, what I'm desperately in need of being developed further than what it is now is true wireless charging so like over the air charging yeah. where you walk into a yeah. room and everything starts charging yeah there there's has a lot been, of problems with that th- there are problems with that and that's what i'm saying i really want this to work and there's been a couple of trials on that and there's some test models that do work to me, that is worth it because oh, you yeah. don't even have to take out your phone out of your pocket. You just walk into a room and it starts charging. But this funny business where you – no, just count me just out. Put it on a coaster. Do you know, put it on a coaster? No. Do you know who thought of that first? I have no idea. Flipping Tesla, dude. <laughs> nice. Do you know he had a I – I think it was Tesla, otherwise I'm horribly mistaken. But he had an idea that in the middle of a town would be a giant tower – that would basically shoot electricity to your home. Sounds safe. Yeah, it, that sounds exactly totally safe. and plausible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think one day we will get there. Maybe not now, lifetimes. But there will be a time when everything's wireless and it will be as stable as wired, and it won't give you horrible diseases and uh, cancer. And make your hair go frizzy. Yeah. Um, but today's not that day. But in the future, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm hoping for. I also think that uh, hopefully as well hoping that um, a lot more focus will be put on security as well, uh, given what's happening with Apple and the the FBI and the States at the moment. If you don't know, uh, very quickly, uh, the FBI... Before we get into that, just to round up uh, that conference, you're looking forward to... um, Wireless AC. Wireless AC, sorry. Wireless AC. Charlie wants... What do you want? What do I want? What do I want? Um... uh, I just want to see better devices. Let's start with that. As general um, as possible. As general as possible. Um, I This will be the third time that I go to Mobile World Congress, and I usually go with an open mind, not expecting anything in particular, and almost opening up myself to be wowed, oh, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I know that's a little bit vague, but that's how I like to approach it. I like to go there and see what people can impress me with. Cool. My request is pretty simple. I just want physical keyboards, please. <laughs> I'll okay. put in the request. Yes, <laughs> you you got them to get rid of wireless charging, Charlie. You there can you get them to bring back the uh, I have physical power. keyboards. <laughs> now, what happened in the America states? With Apple? So basically, what happened is last year December there was a uh, massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. December 2015 um, in San Bernardino, Bernardino. California. Uh, yeah, California in the United States of America on Earth. Uh, on Earth, in <laughs> the known galaxy, <laughs> the known universe. Anyway, the so observable universe. Sorry. Uh, two folks went on a shooting spree and killed people, and they had an iPhone 5C. And the FBI is has been trying to open that, and they can't because the the iPhone is locked with a passcode. And the way that the passcode works on this particular iPhone is that if you guess the incorrect passcode. 10 times the data is wiped from that yes. phone. That's not the only problem, though. There's actual, there's two keys. There's that key, which is a software key. Then there's yeah. a physical key. On board the iPhone is a chip that handles that. And they, they, the FBI was speculating they could do crazy stuff like um, taking that chip out and uh, bombarding it with microwaves and then picking up the binary data that comes off of that and wow. they could use that to unlock it. But that's all very risky because, again, if they fail, they'll lose the data anyway. Exactly. So what they did is they went to, uh, I believe they went to the courts, right? And yes. And said that yes. iPhone must, or Apple must unlock this iPhone, to which Tim Cook said, nope.jpg. Yep. <laughs> um, and he wrote a whole letter to them and said, yeah, this is not going yes. to happen. We are not going to do this. So the basis of his argument, um, uh, just to put in something, this isn't just like the FBI showed up. They're like, hey, dude, can you help us out? They got a magistrate court judge to order yeah, Apple to do it, and Tim Cooks came out and said they are opposing that order. But yeah. isn't isn't that two things? Isn't that okay? Well, yay for security, but isn't that obstruction of justice and incontent contempt of court? They are going to fight it. Okay, I I kind of know the answer to this. They are saying that to solve one crime, they want Apple to commit more crimes. Basically, they are the FBI is saying. We want you to do another wrong to right a wrong. How's it doing a wrong? Because well, because breaking encryption is against the law, and it's against the, the service agreements that uh, Apple has put in when you buy their products. It's their encryption. But the they, owner is dead. Yeah. Yes. But what about the other people who own iPhones? Well, they're not asking what, for the other people. Yeah, they're just asking. Ah, but listen, listen. Tim Cook's argument is this: if they manufacture a backdoor to their software to get into it, yeah, they are going to give that to the FBI. And the FBI can do it afterwards, will presumably keep it and do whatever the hell they want with it. And what if that leaks into non-government officials' hands? What if some hacker gets in and says, oh, okay, now I have a skeleton key to all the iPhones in the world? No, I, I get that. Is that but, not a great, a huge security risk? No, that would be. But why don't they get like an Apple employee with like a piece of paper just to go over to the FBI and go, oh, right, passcode is 2566. Because they can't. And just put it, punch it in and they, walk away. They can't. Apple doesn't have the answer to break their own encryption. <laughs> because that's That's, that's the, the whole flipping point of go encryption. Security. <laughs> not even Apple can guess your passcode. Exactly. That's the problem. And, but well, I if, suppose it can try nine times. Yeah, and then... <laughs> if... If they do somehow manufacture a, po a way to do it, they've broken their own encryption and all their phones with encryption are now moot and they would have to recall them. 
So that's the problem. Yeah. You, it's writing one wrong with another wrong that's going to cause many more wrongs. I wonder how many times somebody at the FBI have actually tried to input it. Like, yeah. let me try one, two, three, four. I, I just, I just have this picture in my head of them retrieving this iPhone and be like, nobody, nobody touch that passcode, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we only they, have ten attempts. I think they must have put it in a few times because John message, used one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A message must have come up that says you have X amount of tries remaining. Yeah. So they, they did try something. So the, maybe they only have nine attempts left. Yeah. And the problem is that the, the FBI can't just go and do a brute force attack on this phone. They can't. Because it will get wiped. Because they just can't. So I don't, I don't know what Apple's going to do here. Because they, they've got a court order against them to, to open up this phone. And this has been going on for some time now. Yeah. This is they've been asked before. But this is, one, this is a really high profile case. Yeah. Worst case scenario. They've been asked to do it. They said no... Technically speaking, they will be in contempt of court, and then they'll get fined, and um, that will be the end of it. Really, I think they are going to get lawyers who argue their case, and I think Apple will be very happy to pay the lawyer fees and the fine <laughs> to keep public face and yeah, no, to keep security, and I'm perfectly okay with that. that I'm, that's what I'm saying. They'll, they'll get fined, they'll pay the fine, and that will be the end of it, and thank you for coming. I, I think it's good, though, it's that an such unli- a big company an, is fighting this. Yeah, but it's an unlikely place for it to come from. I did not think that Apple would be the company yeah. to stand up to the FBI and say no. I, honestly, I did not think it would be them. I thought it might be Facebook, Twitter, Google. You do realize that this could all just be a ploy. Like oh, the FBI, the FBI and the Apple was like, oh, right. Okay, well, um, we've already cracked the phone, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to have this big public spat left and right, left and right. But in the meantime, we will help justice prevail and we'll unlock the phone for you. Oh, Ever the cynic, Charlie. And behind the cynic. them, the Illuminati sat and wring their hands. <laughs> they're not the involved cat. in this one. Oh, they're, okay. No, no, no. They're, they're, I think on that Charlie, note, you know stuff. That, yeah, no, they uh, sat out on this Charlie, one. Charlie, I think on uh, that note, we need to end that before this gets a little bit uh, too crazy. We, we should have added like a sound effect with like SWAT storming the building and us getting shot or something. <laughs> that would have been a great. So or the, uh, the opening theme from X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks so much, Charlie and Clinton. Cool. It's a pleasure. Don't forget, everybody, we will link to all the articles mentioned here and stay tuned to XT, XT Africa for all the uh, mobile world coverage, which will come up in the next few weeks. Yes. Um, as mentioned, myself and Brett will be there, so we will be posting stories throughout Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. And you can get all the stuff from there. And that's about it. Cool. Yeah. That's it. See, See you next week, everybody. See you next week. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.